You're listening to the Two Sleuth Podcast, all about the business of dentistry. Hosted by yours truly, Greg Essenmacher, a fixed full arch dental expert and founder of GNA Consult, speaking with industry leaders on the dental landscape from their perspective. Welcome to the Two Sleuth Podcast, all about the business of dentistry. I'm Greg Essenmacher, your host, and I'm honored you've chosen to spend time with us as I speak with industry leaders on the dental landscape from their perspective. On today's episode, I'm excited to welcome my good friend, Margaret McEwkin, the founding chief operating officer for Clear Choice Dental Implant Centers. She's responsible for scaling the pioneering DSO from one to 31 locations, resulting in 135 million in revenue in the first four years of operations. As a senior executive, she grew and scaled organizations in large public companies, as well as startups prior to Clear Choice Dental Implant Centers. She's a charter faculty member of the DEO, active in women in DSO, and a speaker at major DSO conferences such as DICOMA and the DEO Summit. She's helped many throughout her career to develop as leaders and achieve their visions, most notably paving the way for women. And I know I added that part, Margaret, because you don't (laughs) emphasize it, but I do. Welcome to the show, Margaret. Thanks so much for being here. I'm so happy to be with you, Greg. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. So for those of you who know Margaret, know that, you know, she really is a pioneer in the industry. And those of you who know me, I am also in the full arch. So you would think, wait a second, Margaret and Greg, both in the same space, they're actually playing nicely in the same sandbox. Margaret and I actually collaborate together. Margaret, why don't you talk a little bit about that, about how we came to know each other and a little bit about that, because it's fun. It's a fun story, I think. It's super fun. So I actually was encouraged to get to know you by two people, two, two dear, dear friends and colleagues, Sarah Ruberg. In Our Tribe Thrive, phenomenal social media maven, and Sam Stream, who is also an incredible connector, an incredible executive, um, and one of the nicest people in the world. So those two folks said, you, we think, we think you and Greg would really enjoy each other. And so we think you should meet. So you and I said, well, we're both going to be at Women in DSO, so let's do it. And of course, we happened to meet in the line at Starbucks at the conference. (laughs) Where you and I probably spend more time than we care to admit. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I walked away. I immediately texted Sarah and Sam and said, oh, my God, where has Greg been all my life? (laughs) hiding hiding in the manufacturing sector and well it was just it was it was so fortuitous for us to actually meet right and i I love sarah sarah is great in what she does and in the content world and you know she became an instant friend of mine as well and it was she had talked about you and margaret i've known of you for a very long time everybody knows that at least that's in the implant world and especially those of us who are in full arch and i have been for nearly a decade of you. They know of Clear Choice. They know of the opportunity there. They know of the path that was forged. It really created the space, the industry, mm-hmm. whether it's for single arch, you know, single clinics, I'm sorry, for single clinics or for even the DSO space. I mean, talk to me a little bit about that. Was that back in the mid 2000s? 
if I'm remembering right? Yeah, it was even slightly before that. Um, it was at the beginning of the Great Recession. And um, so I got to Clear Choice. I, I was not in dental. I was in healthcare. I was actually the chief marketing officer for about a $500 million um, healthcare company that was direct consumer. And um, I had worked for a boss in a publicly held company and we did really groundbreaking, industry changing technology work together. And um, like I reported to him, he reported to the head of a $40 billion company. And our little division was 1.6 billion, but we were extremely innovative and I was responsible for all of our growth and scaling. So long story short, he ended up being a co-founder of Clear Choice Dental Implant Centers. And they were in proof of concept. And he called me and we stayed in touch, all, of course. And he said, so Margaret, you know how to scale better than anybody I know. And he was a former McKinsey consultant. And he said, I think we validated demand, but we don't have any idea what we're supposed to do now. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Would you come work with us? <laughs> like, I don't know. I think so. Um, and I was in Texas at the time. I love Texas, but I was ready to get back to Four Seasons. And I said, so you get, where are you going to headquarter this? And he said, um, Denver. And I said, I am so in. So I, that's how I got to Clear Choice was through a former boss, which is kind of how my career track went to some degree. Former bosses would take on a new opportunity and call me and say, hey, like, I really like working with you. Would you come work with me on this? So that's how I got to Clear Choice. It was, we were doing, you know, full arch implant work out of an open bay ortho office, if that gives you any idea. Um, <laughs> there was one person answering the phones. She sat on a high top in the kitchen, but you couldn't, she couldn't take calls at lunch because when you opened the refrigerator door, it would knock that table where she was sitting. And <laughs> you could hear that through her headphones. I mean, like this was a, a true, true startup and they had no processes. They had no structure. They had nothing. So um, yeah, it was a super fun, it was a super fun opportunity. And I just, I, I found I really, really loved the dental space and my, I mean, I was very involved in healthcare. Um, and you may or may not know MGMA, it's a national association for practice managers, very well regarded in the healthcare industry. And they've got terrific, and long before ADOM, had terrific ways to, um, to certify practice the skill of practice managers. And um, I was on their board here in Colorado and responsible for all the education. So I was very involved in healthcare and I just, I love people in healthcare, but I, I just love the people in dental, Greg. I, they're collegial, they're kind, they're open, they are innovative. I, I just love the people in dental. So I stayed in dental as a consultant. Hi everyone, sorry for the interruption. Greg Essenmacher here, founder of GNA Consult. Just wanna take a brief moment and let you know if you're a practice owner, founder, group administrator, or DSO regional manager trainer and looking to add, 
grow Full Arch for your location, improve same store sales, or learn more about what Full Arch can do for your production numbers and profitability, reach out to the show and book a discovery call today. Our expert team is here to help. Yeah, and I, I love what you're talking about too, because in dental, what I'm finding and have found, I've been in, in this space for almost 17 years now, 10 focused on the full arch space, you know, as I worked on the manufacturing side and worked with Clear Choice as well. And, and these are what I find in the industry and what you talked about really from your whole career, right? It's really referral based. It's you're as good as your yeah. reputation and your word yep. and in dental so much. So just how we came to be right together as friends and yeah. collaborators, because we've worked on projects together as well. And it really is about, and I say this, right? It's about who, you know, I mean, it's what, you know, but it's who, you know, because I like to work with people that I like. And I think most people are like that. And just like we talk about in Full Arch, and I want to get to this for sure, but it is about the patient experience. It's about, you know, one of my favorite quotes of all time, right, is Maya Angelou. People will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but they'll never forget the way you made them feel. Yeah. And so yeah. tell me a little yeah. bit about that and your experience in that in dental and as you were building up from you know, answering a phone in a break room, <laughs> trying to deal with lead calls with the refrigerator to building up to 31 locations and $135 million in revenue, obviously some processes put in place, but how that evolved in really the way you're making people feel in that process. And then we can fast forward more to current times for sure. So I truly believe that in order to do what you're describing with your um, patient, your prospective patient, your customers, however you think about them, is um, you have to treat the people who are providing the service in the way that, that we all want to be treated as human beings, right? And if you're not starting there, if you're not starting the patient journey with having everybody on the team feel like they're part of something bigger and they love what they do and they understand the mission, it's never going to work. So for example, when we started Clear Choice and everybody thought I was an absolute maniac, um, every single person Is who was Is that hired, true to this day though? I'm just asking as a friend. <laughs> I doubt it. The answer is no, probably. Um, but yeah, no, every single person though had to go through training, whether they were an accountant or whomever. And it's the training that I created. Um, and it was all about our mission and, and why we were doing what we were doing and what outcomes we could help patients get. And, and you know, why this was important work to do. Mm. <laughs> and so I would, everybody went through this, no matter what group they were in. And I was responsible for everything except real estate, finance and accounting and legal. Everything, all the locations reported to me, all the people reported to me, et cetera. So I was like, okay, we are going to make sure that even our accountants understand our mission. So after they go through this day and a half of training, then they're going to actually watch a procedure and they're going to watch an all on for reveal, even if they don't watch the whole procedure, watch at least a reveal once a quarter after their initial exposure to it. 
because they've got to stay in touch with who our prospective patients and patients are. And if they don't, then we lose because there, there are things like, I, I'll never forget, I got a call one time, somebody had a financial emergency and it filtered its way up to me. And it was, you know, we needed to refund $60,000 and they needed it ASAP because of, the, of a hospital bill. And um, accounting said, no, absolutely not. And I said, oh, absolutely we will. And here's why. And here's why this is important. And here's why this is why we do what we do in the way we do it. And we got that cut check. We, you know, that check cut, we sent it to them immediately. And it's, it's just, to me, it's common sense. But once you get past that, then it's all about the prospective patient journey. And you have to remember, these are not patients. They are typically not patients at this point. If they are a patient of your practice, they're not a patient that really understands what the you know full arch means and any of those things. So um, we and everybody who joined Clear Choice got training on the patient prospective patient to patient journey, all the way from the initial inquiry through discharge. It fit on one eight and a half by eleven piece of paper. So like. It's not arduous, it's not long, but it just, it creates the stages and the steps that, that we go through to serve people in their um, need to have, you know, to have, frankly, have a better life. Um, so anyway, so everything was focused on prospective patient in experiences and patient experiences. Well, and I, I love what you're what you're talking about, especially in the, the beginning, right? As you're in a startup organization or as you're trying to refocus an organization, it's the mission, vision, and values of that group and having every department yeah. buy into that. Because yep. that really and, and to shorten that, because I know some listeners might hear this or others hear it and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, that sounds like a consultant speaking mission, vision, value statements, core values, and can get arduous. The truth behind it, it's what's your why behind the what? The what that you do is the clinical aspect. The why is everything else that we're talking about, which is the connection to the patient, that patient reveal that you talked about, which I love that just as a practice for any of you out there listening, whether you're the clinicians, office managers, dental assistants, or even in the manufacturing side, because there's a lot of those, doesn't matter which piece that you interact with those anywhere in full arch, whether it's you know implant reps or marketing company, you name it any touch point for vendors that are working with full arch that piece of the patient reveal that's really what it's all about it is about yeah. this is your why as an organization behind the what which is you know and and people look at it right it's the profitability it's the it's the dollars it's the cash flow right because that's why so many are getting into it or want to get into it just take a look and scroll through how many courses online courses weekend courses that there are whether it's live surgery cadaver you know observation over the shoulder we could go right down the list and so that's what you're talking about as well is that why behind the what so let me let me shift a little because i'm really curious about this you've been doing this for a while and you're well respected in the industry at this when you approach leaders, when you approach founders, 
and they're trying they know they've identified that there's i call them challenges not problems because challenges can mm -hmm. be resolved challenges can be addressed yeah um, when you're addressing them, when they're coming to you or they're looking to you and trying to improve where they're at, something that's sustainable instead of, you know, the quick fix, the, you know, I have a magic wand, you know, bring me 20 new large patients in the next six months, that type of thing. But something that's sustainable for the core, for the group. Tell me a little bit about the, the engagement process. What is it that you're looking for when you have these conversations? What should the founders be looking for before they even reach out yeah. to you to know whether or not they're serious about making some of these changes that we've been discussing here that you've been yeah. instrumental in creating for a lot of your clients. Yeah. So first of all, it does involve change and everything that change management requires is required. Good news. I'm that I've spent most of my career in change management. So that is, it's an old skill. Um, but I think that, Having an openness to, to really seeing things from a different perspective, the, the perspective, patient's perspective, is, is really kind of the, the key. And my process is I always spend at least an hour, and sometimes it's two, gratis. I, I don't get paid for that time. Um, just talking with that doc, with that doc who wants to innovate, with that doc who wants to take the next step in growing or scaling their practice or practices. Um, I'll spend as much time as we need to figure out whether I think we're a good match and they think we're a good match. And just really asking each other some tough questions, a lot of how questions. How do you think about this? How do you think about that? Um, and, and, and a few what questions, like what do you think is most important to your um, growth strategy? Um, how do you think about people as part of the growth strategy? Do you have the right, do you think you have the people on board or not? So by the end of that conversation or those two conversations, I've got a very clear picture of what they are struggling with and what they're really strong in that we can accelerate. Yeah, it's I love that because it's what areas can you pour the gasoline on the fire and what areas are, hold on a second, the structure and foundation needs more supporting. You know, trying trying to sit on a two-legged stool can certainly be a challenge if there's a third <laughs> or fourth leg that needs shoring up. Uh, and, and I know for clients of mine as well that ask the questions of, yeah, can you take a look at my people? And the question is, well, if you need me to take a look at your people, you probably have a pretty good idea of which people, right person, right seat that you're already yeah, dealing exactly. with. Exactly. Yeah, so why don't exactly. we just have an honest conversation up front? Like you said, I call them, you know, discovery yep. calls where we really get to know each other and the fit piece. I love that you talk about that because as we have that conversation, that two-way conversation, you're determining if I'm a right fit for you. But same, I'm determining if I can yeah. really bring a tremendous amount of value to you and for you and for right. what you're looking for. And if not, I know some good people too, right? Because it's not always right. going to be a good fit. Just as you and I collaborate <laughs> on projects, we we bring very different perspectives on things and approaches foundationally if we're working on a full large clinic, right? Whether it's a single yeah. office or group practices, we pretty much foundationally, it's similar, right? I call it the scaffolding on the building. If you see this big building, you know, commercial building that's going to be repainted, say, for example, they put this big structure up 
in order to support the individuals that are going to be doing the painting. But the texture, the color, the tape, the windows, all that, those are all going to be very individual. Like all the clients are individual. But the structure to support is pretty similar, right? You know, it's the patient experience. And you and I have talked about this, right? You know, it's, it's making a connection with the patient. It's the empathy. It's what's your unique selling proposition. These things are pretty foundational of understanding the, the clients, the patients that are coming in, the prospects, because they're not mm-hmm. patients like you shared, which I think is so savvy. So I love that you shared that because it's so true. It's not so much about, you know, do you have money? Do you want to spend it? I got it. Because what, you know, what you do is is, is very different. It's, it's a relationship in order to get buy-in because it is that anytime there's change management involved, it's going to be a journey. I liken it to, A, is there awareness? And just because there's awareness doesn't mean that there's going to be action that's going to result yeah. in positive change. It's, First, there's awareness. Then there has to be acceptance of what's going on. Then the action can be positive on the far end. And so there's that middle piece, I think, sometimes that's overlooked. So I I appreciate you sharing those insights. Well, Margaret, this is the part of the show. All of my guests play. It's a little something called, what the sleuth is going on? Are you ready to play? (laughs) I am ready to play. Three rapid fire questions. The first thing that comes to mind. Okay, here we go. Buckle up. Question number one. What's the worst bad breath you've ever encountered? Oh my God. Uh, A guy I liked in high school. (laughs) Because you know, you're just like, it's like this whole, you're just starting to kiss and stuff. And it's like, oh my God, who would want to kiss? Ew. (laughs) Margaret almost didn't kiss ever again, and I'm sure that her, her daughter, <laughs> her daughters and her kids are happy that she said, you know what, this isn't everybody. She talked to her friends, and yeah. all the boys aren't like that. <laughs> no, thank God. Thank God for our little network there. Yeah. She had, I might she never have again. <laughs> Question number two. If you could change one thing about your smile, what would it be? I'm doing Invisalign. So there you have it. Um, So you already are. For our daughter's wedding. Um, So yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I never had braces as a child. And so there were two teeth that were bothering me, one top, one bottom. And they'd started to turn slightly. And I was like, oh, I can't stand this. So Invisalign, loving that. Yep, same. I did Claraliners a number of years ago because I had one tooth that was pushed back. There was some crowding, had to create some space. And actually when I was younger, so when I was younger, my two front teeth, you know how front teeth typically come in together? Mine didn't. Yeah. Mine did not I've come in together. One that. came in. Number, I think it's number seven came in and number eight didn't come in at the same time. I'm like, what is that all about? So I don't know. So all my dentist friends that oh usually interact on social with episodes, I want your feedback and tell me why did one come in and not the other? They didn't come in together. So it's because I'm special, Margaret. Huh? Okay, question. Yes. <laughs> we all knew that, Greg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> question number no three. No surprise. No, no surprise at all. (laughs) Question number three. (laughs) If you could go back and be the inventor of any dental product, which one would you choose and why? I'm not the 
think I do anything differently. I feel like I helped invent a procedure that literally has changed lives. And I've spent much of my career in dental um, understanding why people do that work and the impact it has on their lives. And I've seen the tears and I've experienced the joy and God, there's just nothing else I would have wanted to invent. And you really have. You've given so much to the industry and there's many of us who have used your shoulders to stand on to be able to create in the industry. And like you said, I mean, hundreds of thousands of brand new smiles because of the road that you forged uh, many years ago uh, with systems and processes. And you're a great person to collaborate with and a great friend. So thank you for all of that. I appreciate it. So in the last few minutes, is there anything, because we're about to wrap up, is there anything I haven't asked you that you want to share with our listening audience? Just little pearls or anything else, Margaret? I'd say never hesitate to reach out to somebody in the industry. Um, You know, it's weird. People will reach out to me on LinkedIn or whatever, and I respond. And they're like, oh my God, we didn't think you'd respond. And I would just encourage, like, what do you mean? You didn't think I'd respond. Um, So I would just, I've made such wonderful friends by just being there and responding and and um, really trying to continue this fabulous culture that exists in dentistry. So I think that's what I'd say is like really participate. Um, it, there's just so much great stuff going on and there's so many amazing people in the industry and they're all willing to help. I, that, I found that to be so true. And so whether you are a founder, uh, an owner, a uh, a CEO, a group practice that is looking for some help with vision or change management or growth, um, I encourage you to reach out to Margaret or somebody in the industry that just wants to bend somebody's ear who's been there. And I know that Margaret has made herself available to me. And now we end up collaborating together, which I just think she's fantastic. Margaret, how can people get a hold of you? What's the best and easiest way for that to happen? Um, Two ways. One is Margaret at i3ignite which is the my consulting company. The second is, just call me, 830-237-1789. Fantastic. I appreciate you sharing this. Thank you for being a guest on the Tooth Sleuth podcast. It has Uh-oh. been truly a pleasure. Thank you so much, Margaret, for your friendship Thank and you. for being a guest. Thank you. Thank you for having me on and for being such a dear friend. Thanks, Greg. Be sure to tune in to our next episode of the Tooth Sleuth podcast. If you need help with converting lead calls into consults, closing consults into more full arch cases, or creating a more strategic marketing message and branding for your practice or group, follow me for more tips or reach out to GNA Consult for a discovery call today.